This podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. That's right. When you're scaping your man, check out Manscaped. Manscaped.com. By the way, the trimmers are for both men and women. doesn't really matter. Use the promo code DANGLE and get 20% off and free shipping uh, when you use the promo code DANGLE. So check it out. Let's start the show. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Hello. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If you were a Washington Capitals fan this morning, would you be upset with the Toronto Maple Leafs goaltender for what happened to Alexander Ovechkin last night? Man, that's a weird play. It's a it's, weird play. If I was a Caps fan, yeah, probably. Probably, but I'm a Leafs fan, so it's, I mean, it's Eric Shelgren. He has a long-established <laughs> reputation of being great and nice. No, I don't know. We just we don't this, we don't we really just know. met this guy too. Yeah, I I don't think does it. First off, I don't think I, I think we can take on purpose off the table. Yes, that's very. I don't clear. think he's like you know what. I'd like to disrupt his postseason, even though they're I'm probably not going to make it out of the first round. Trip him, have him mangle himself on the boards. Yeah, yeah. So that. But the second question is, and I love uh, I love producer Drew for this because producer Drew likes to put out stuff that rankles Leaf fans. He's an Avs fan. By the way, they've lost four straight. Ha ha. Uh, second. He, he, yeah. Yeah. And anytime it the Leafs do. Matter. It doesn't matter. But they have <laughs> lost four straight. You know, going to the playoffs. Something to freak out about. A little. Uh, Colorado but, might not have it. Oh, uh, what if they don't? Go up they, on Sports Man, what if they're the next Golden Knights? Does Colorado <laughs> have it? Man. Um, man. But, but of course, producer Drew took the replay, threw it up on his Twitter and said, well, this looks dangerous to me. And of course, he had a bunch of Leaf fans going, no, it's not. So the question is. Objectively, is the stick play as he was trying to see it seemingly go for a poke check? Yes. Yeah. Is it a dangerous play because it happened a little bit late? Obi gets his feet caught up and it looked like a really bad shoulder thing. And obviously, he was pissed off even going into the tunnel. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, producer Drew has been training in the dojo his entire life. Mm-hmm. He has grown up in the greater Toronto area as a uh, Avalanche fan with a brother who is a Leafs fan. So he has to deal with this every day. He could log off Twitter and his own flesh and blood is still uh, a dirty, dirty Leafs fan who he gets to rankle and fist fight uh, for hockey purposes on all occasions. Um, I did a Zapruder film breakdown of the trip yesterday. I think the initial contact made with Ovechkin skate was totally accidental. The initial contact when Shelgren uh, makes contact with Ovechkin's right skate, that's a goaltender who is fully extending and then coming back because uh, he's 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 not made of uh, I don't know tissue paper. He's he's not gonna flap his arms back and then continue to go back until the back of his hands clap together. Right. Um, the question for me, if I'm a uh, Capitals fan is could he have taken his stick off quicker? Could he have taken his stick off in a different way? Does his uh, paddle flip up mm-hmm. in a way? Mm-hmm. Because Ovechkin, when the initial contact happens, Ovechkin's fine. Like, he's safe. He's planted on his left foot. There's no issue. I think he thought he would be able to escape Shelgren's stick. He wasn't able to. He trips. He's skating at the speed of Alexander Ovechkin, and he smashes into the boards. Like a freight train. Like a freight train. Um, I just, I don't know. I have such a hard time condemning 
Eric Shelgren for something that is so run of the mill. Like it feels like that happens quite often. Yes. Or some version of it. Yeah. And, and usually to a lesser consequence, right? Usually it doesn't happen that way. It doesn't end that way. Not everybody skates like Alexander Ovechkin. Like, here's the thing. There's, there's fast cars. Yeah. And then there's muscle cars. Right. Muscle cars are known for torque. And Ovechkin to me has torque. That's you know, interesting. He's, he could, he's fast, but he could pull a trailer. So you know how they always say there's a fast shot and a hard shot? And I'm always like, well, what the hell's the difference? Ovechkin is a hard skater. Yes. Is yes. What you're saying. 100%. And we, oh, man. I can't imagine. I felt bad for the boards there, honestly. Uh, he didn't go through them. Seriously. So hopefully he's okay for the playoffs. Obviously, the Capitals, <laughs> it's so funny to say the Capitals, well, they're the weakest looking team in the East this year. They also have 100 points. Yeah, and also that's changed a little bit recently, I, I think. About mm-hmm. a month ago, I would have said that. Um, but mm-hmm. they've, they've played well. It's Pittsburgh just they keep, lost. They and, keep running into the Leafs. You know? And uh, they're falling down the standings. You know, It's debatable who's the weak team. And, and depending on how you look at it, like, are, you, are you throwing New York in there because they have no experience? They're just a goalie right. you know, and, and goal scoring, I guess. But Pittsburgh lost, but Pittsburgh lost an unforgivable game. Mm-hmm. You can't lose that game. All right. They Talk about what game that is. Philadelphia. And, yeah. You lost to the Delph. You can't lose to the Delph. Not this season. For Not now. Sake. Not, Not now. Yeah. When the points on the line are so important. And it really does, you know, <laughs> if we're going to go purely on recency bias, mm-hmm. God damn it, it's Tampa's conference. Again. Yet again. Why? Because they, they didn't look good the last, like, two weeks, and then now they've had a string of, like, three wins. four straight games that they look good. Three wins. They had eight goals, six goals, eight goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, their two eight-goal performances were against the Panthers and Leafs. Uh, and, obviously, the, well, the Panthers just had a 13-game win streak snap, so we should probably yeah. throw a little asterisk on that. But... The Rangers are such an interesting case. There's so much debate as to whether or not they're a paper tiger. I mean, they have the best goalie in the league. Should they, well, this season, yeah. should they be punished for that? Pittsburgh, falling off. Capitals, getting stronger, but they haven't had the strongest season, even though they have 100 points, LOL. And and they're, they are Ca- a point behind the Carolina. Penguins. And Capitals are 12-3-1, I believe. In their really last, good. Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Last 16. 10 is 7-1-2. and two. Carolina's mm, under their third goalie. And it's looking like it's Jeez. potentially going to be that guy for game one. Kachekov? Oh, I th- I, you're asking I, me? I, I think it's on. his name. Um, he's supposed to be very good, but you're asking him to be very good immediately. <coughs> and then there's Boston, who's, hello, you. And, but hello again. But there you're looking at Boston, and you're like, okay, the, <coughs> the injuries are starting to pile up for these guys. Everybody's kind of aging their stars, and mm-hmm. you're there. More guys are sitting out just for load management, as Tavares did. And you're like, okay, is everybody going to be healthy? Or are they going to be able to go on another run in the playoffs? There's yeah. a lot of holes here, but there's a lot of teams who are just going to surprise us as well. I, I, I was off the couch yesterday when the Leafs won in the shootout and when they tied it. You were that excited? I was that excited because as the game, I was trying to convince myself when they went down 3 1 that, ah, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Which I never win that argument with myself. I was shocked I never win it. this morning when I woke up and I and I looked at the LFR and it said 19 minutes and 35 yeah. seconds or whatever. It's like that was did, too long. Why why did you get 20 minutes out of that game? Because <laughs> going into it, I'm like second night of a back to back. It's on a Sunday. They're not starting half of their lineup. The other half's injured. Matthews is like giving 75 percent effort. Yeah. 
it's not that consequential of a game. They're like, oh, Steve's fired up for it. Two, it, it showed. Two things happened there. <laughs> um, one, there was an incident that required review. Mm -hmm. which that always adds on time to the video. And those weren't the video reviews. You're right. talking about the injury. Right. Yeah, there were two video reviews and Ovechkin got hurt. Like, that's crazy. That's a very eventful game, right? And it went to a seven-round shootout, and Leach took too many men calling overtime, and it was, it was actually a very eventful game. Um, but the other thing is I was, uh, I was, uh, I had a stomach bug this weekend, and I was extremely low energy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And sometimes in those situations, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta fight through this, and I gotta find stuff to talk about. And I almost always find too much. <laughs> I always overcompensate in those situations. So I didn't know it was gonna be that long, but I saw the length of the file that I sent Drew, and I'm like, oh, I think, uh, I think this young man is not gonna go to bed for a while. And I woke up this morning, it was 19 and a half, and I go, oh, that's long for game 80, huh? I thought you, Sorry, you yeah. literally took an entire period to explain three periods. No, not yeah. no, almost an entire. <laughs> that, no, that's literally what happened. <laughs> I know. I um, overcompensated for that one. All right, yeah. all right, okay. So I'm gonna go full leaf fan on you for a second. Is anyone else starting to get a little anxious about Matthews hitting sixty? Yes. It's weird though. He doesn't seem anxious about it. No, and I don't think he's see anxious about anything. But I want it so bad for him. Is that fair? I think. He's going to try to pull an Ovechkin on uh, Tuesday. He's going to try to light the Detroit Red Wings on actual fire and then take game 82 off, whether he's in the lineup or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, he's just going to take it off. I think because you and I are going to that game. I'm it, against Boston? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play any stars against them. If the Leafs clinch home ice, whether Matthews has 60 or not on Tuesday, Friday does not matter in the slightest. Mm -hmm. Because, like, well, actually, that's not true. It does matter. Because if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs and you clinch home ice uh, on Tuesday, you still play. You, you could potentially clinch home ice without getting the point. Yeah. Yeah. The other but, teams can just lose. But you exactly you but, you have you play a key role in who plays you. You could essentially choose your opponent by how <laughs> how much you take the night off or not. And if you're the Leafs, who do you want to play? Boston or Tampa? Dude, those are two terrible options. They're they they're both awful options. What do you think the I think the Leafs probably want the Bruins, like just because I don't know. Because of the history? Because they're both terrible options and you're going to, I mean, wouldn't you want it? If you had that com competitive fire, wouldn't you want a chance at redemption there? Yes. So you don't think Tampa's just going to solve this themselves in the next three games? Oh, no, they're going to. Yeah. They're so gonna, I don't, I don't even think that's, you don't think it's an issue, right? not, a, not an issue. No, you don't think like, so? That's, that's, as, that's not a debate here. As of right now, it is. Yeah. Because what are they separated by? Uh, three three games, three uh, games, three, three points. points, and then they each have three games left. They got six points up on the board. Oh, I thought it was only one. Nah, point. no, yeah. that's, yeah. Tampa's that's gonna solve Washington. This. They just need two wins here. They just need a couple points. Yeah, Tampa's gonna. Do Washington that. is game in hand on Pittsburgh, and they're only a point behind. So yeah. that is interesting. Mm. Like I'd look at Washington passing Boston before I look at uh, Boston passing Tampa. Wow, mm -hmm. you're welcome, Pittsburgh fans. By the way. Yeah. Leafs, Leafs were down 3-1 in that one, and they held Washington to one point. Mm -hmm. You are welcome. I, uh, uh, 
that will be a curious thing. I, I do have a question about, about load management too. If you take one game off, what does that really do? I think it does something. Does it? Like, cause I feel like when Kawhi did it in Toronto, he would take like a week off. Right. And I, I, and I understand maybe in the play, getting this close to playoffs, you maybe don't want to take a full week. But, but you know, maybe an extra 24 hours, I'm sure, makes a difference. But how much of that is appreciable? It makes a difference. You think so? Yeah, 100%. Second night of a back-to-back and you're, you're, going, you're playing a full game of hockey. You go to so you think in game State. five of round one, that will, be, that will help? Yeah, no, it'll yeah. help. 100%. 100%. Dude. Well, Matthews did just take a week off. Yeah, because he's... injury the Leafs refused to disclose. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's so much easier to be like, oh, yeah, John Tavares is taking a night off against the Caps. Than, oh, yeah, the league's leading goal scorer and potential MVP is taking a week off. Right. Like, he might, I, again, every member of that roster has an injury. All of them. All of them. They're right? all injured. They're all walking funny this morning or holding something different or they're a little extra attentive when they pick something up. Like, it's wild that hockey is an 82 game regular season, a contact sport is an 82 game regular season. What other contact sport? Has he seasoned this long? Football, you play once a week, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of nuts. I saw a TikTok once with a guy who was, I think, the offensive offensive lineman for the uh, Arizona Cardinals, and like his wife was basically chirping him because he can't like lift up plates and dishes during the week, like physically can't do it. Yeah, but then he, on Sunday he gets ready and stops three hundred pound man. I from heard, doing 300 pound man things. I heard a story of uh, this guy. He lived, he lived near, um, it was either a massage place or a chiropractor's office. And there was a Leafs defenseman who would like limp into this place, like decrepit. And then he would, he would walk out and he'd be totally fine. But like, that's a guy who like probably less than 24 hours later is getting crushed by 220, 230 pound men several times yeah. for the next two and a half So you're hours. saying with Matthews that that week off, yes, he had and likely has injuries as everybody does. Yeah. Like, it, it's sort of like the same argument they made with Joffrey Lupul. You could find an injury to put him on LTIR. You could find one. Absolutely. Not hard to find that in a professional athlete. All of them. So you're saying, publicity-wise, you're not saying to Toronto and to the league, hey, the league's leading goal scorer just wants to take a week off. Because probably... The, the, the headlines would be horrific about that. It'd be awful because it's just not a part of the culture. Right. Right. And I don't think he wanted to take a week off. Like, I think somebody had to tell him, like, you need this rest here. Do you want to win the first round? Right. Okay, then right. take the week that, off. Then that's the Leafs being smart, though. Yeah. Yeah, because 100%. You give, you give a player in almost any sport the option. They're going to play. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of... I was thinking about this, like, with the whole Ben Simmons discourse and everything. I, I think we're forgetting that a teammate of his is Kevin Durant, who had the his team had the season on the line, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know what, I'm going to come back because the season is on the line, and it cost him a year of his career. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to come back. He lasted a quarter and a bit against the Raptors, and his friggin' Achilles snapped. Yeah, like I don't. That feels like uh, he might have. Like, did anyone pay for that decision? Or, like, did he just overrule everybody? Who knows? There shouldn't be a situation where you can overrule the team's medical staff. Right. You can play or you can't. 
Like, is Andre Kasha barging into the Leafs' office? I'm playing tomorrow. But I think it's different, right? I definitely think that there's a, there'd be a scale. Kevin Durant. A little different than Andre Kasha? Best, best offensive player since Michael Jordan. Like, he's, he's insane. Um, and, uh, and then you've got, you know, Matthews, who's an incredible history-making goal scorer this year. Mm-hmm. I think that they would have a different sort of sway with management. But, you know, in Kevin Durant's defense... That was the finals. This is game 77 to 80, right? So it doesn't matter as much. And I can see why they held him out. So, so you're, that, that, what I wanted to get to was that was the suggestion, right? I think I've told this very embarrassing story before, but I'll tell it again. Um, when I worked at the zoo, there was the zoo curse where every year a Toronto Maple Leaf would come and do a signing at the zoo. And every year they would get traded within like six months. <laughs> um, but so Nick Antropov was doing it one year and I brought a bunch of stuff for him to sign but i was embarrassed about the amount of stuff i wanted him to sign so i got my friend who did not like hockey at all to go on his lunch at the same time as me so he could get some stuff signed as well so i get some stuff signed i say thank you he comes behind me he gets some stuff signed but instead of being a total geek like me he's like so you're a hockey player huh and oh. uh, nick antropov goes uh yep he goes uh how's that going for you and he just goes, well, my back's fucked. <laughs> and that was mid-career. That was mid-career. That's actually really funny. <laughs> you know, like, these guys are all battling heinous shit. Heinous shit. You could... I don't, I don't know how to, how to walk the line with that one. Right. Okay, well... Because if a hockey player says they're... If any professional athlete says they're hurt, I'm like, oh, I guess I believe you. So then let me ask you guys this. Is Michael Bunting actually injured or is he, is he resting injured? Uh, he is, oh, he'd be out. I think he'd be out a month if the playoffs weren't next week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, but that's, uh, I'm pulling that out of my ass. I'm completely guessing because I don't know some, okay. Let, let me, let me tell you uh, an idea I had a long time ago that I was wrong about. Okay. So one thing I wanted badly is for some sort of sports medical expert to um, basically, okay, if, a, if an injury is disclosed, like the team says, here's the injury, they're going to be out X amount of time, blah. I think it's perfectly okay for a medical expert to be like, all right, so here's what happened. Here's, uh, you know, the way they're probably going to go about it. Here's how I would typically go about it. Here's how a citizen would go about it. And here's how a professional athlete goes about it. I think that's fine. But when a medical professional gets online and guesses the injury and the severity, which is something that I had a curiosity about before, but then seeing it the other day, people tweeting like, oh yeah, I think it could be an MCL with Michael Bunting and that's four to six weeks. That made me uncomfortable. Yeah. It made me uncomfortable. I don't think there was any ill intent but that oh man that makes me uncomfortable why is that i don't know i d- because everyone immediately goes into a frenzy and it could be over nothing like right. so we're being told he's going to be out for a month and a half versus sheldon keith going oh he woke up feeling better than expected like so i don't listen we're all going to find out once their season is done whether it's in a couple weeks or a couple months how bad? <laughs> the How injury bad? report after this season's done is amazing. It's, it's, this year, I think it's going to be brutal. Yeah, because of the compressed schedule. 
Well, the compressed schedule and also just how many guys have missed games here and there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. how many guys are like coming off of surgeries and Mikheyev putting his hand in a cup of ice and then helping Getting his tie the game. 20th goal. Uh, you know, I, a lot of people clowned Jonas Siegel earlier this season when he wrote an article saying, how will the Leafs keep Ilya Mikheyev? Dude's got 20 goals! Man, if I were Jonas Siegel, I'd be tweeting that out right now. 20 goals, power forward, good to play on def- like good defensive player, gets in people's faces, will fight somebody. Yeah. Like in, I, I, in 2015 He's going to make a lot of money this summer. In 2015-16... Uh, he'd be tied for the Leaf lead in goals. He'd be with tied with P.A. Parento. Yeah! All right. All right, 20 goals that year. And he's the fourth or fifth Leaf to get 20 goals this year. Oh, man. Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, Bunting. Might be sixth. Might be sixth. Jeez. Lapushkin soon. <laughs> as man. Long, as long Le- as the Leafs have more games remaining against the Capitals. Can we say that Lapushkin had a really good night last night? Like I mean, the, the, did. the, the, the deflection in was, you know, it's a lucky goal, but like him blocking shots and moving guys. And I really like this guy. I, I, I know that he's limited. I know he's got warts, but I, the team is better with him. He gets turned a lot. Like he does get the third. You can, you can walk Labushkin if you attack him. Right. The Marcus Johansson goal. Yeah. Totally Oof. on him. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not, it's not my favorite thing that he's on the first line. Like I, I, I know we've committed to Riley Bush. Uh, for the playoffs now, it seems like that's what they like. But Man. I'd like Riley Brody back if, if it was my team, you know? So I, I have to ask this to, of both of you. Why have we committed to R- Riley Bush when Riley Brody worked so well for so long? I think I think Sheldon Keefe seems like uh, thinks it works better with the six pairings or the six guys, you know, that you can you can spread out Brody better. And I think uh, Riley likes playing with Labushian. I think we see that because they're always out there and they're, it looks like they're having a good time. They, they work well together, so I think that's what he's going to stick with. Okay. you got to play a certain way in certain situations. And Bush is going to hold back. There's no question. Yeah, it's, I like him defending the muck. I don't like him defending the rush. <laughs> right. Okay. He loves joining the rush now. Like he's, <laughs> yeah. Dude, he does it all the time. Since he scored his first goal, he's like, yeah. I am Eric Carlson. <laughs> and, he just, and it's the oddest thing when his partner is Morgan Riley, who should be the guy on that pairing doing that. No. Yes. No. Yes. You know? Yes. I'd Part like to me, see Riley up there a little. It's like, remember Martin Marinson's sick goal against the Canucks? Mm-hmm. I think um, a big Everybody goal. knows that goal, obviously. Yeah. Like, I know the date. I guess the, you should. Get the Canuck, remember that one? The Canucks one? No, we all, we all have it okay. in our minds. You're clowning, on, you're clowning on me? I guarantee you most of the people watching this know. I'm sure a lot of people don't. Sure the goal do. against the Canucks I'm, where I'm you sure, hit the post. I'm sure a lot of people also don't. Yeah, so tell, you us, need tell, to tell, you tell us. Tell us. Tell us. For one people of, who don't know. One of the final games before the, uh, the COVID shutdown. Remember the game Matthew scored two on Demko and one of them like literally like transported between his pads. Yes. Yes. I actually do remember that. Yes. So that happened. The third period starts. Martin Marin, John Tavares feeds Martin Marincin, who goes one on two <laughs> against the Canucks defense to which the Canucks defense responded. Lull. What, what year was this? The, right before the COVID shutdown. 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know if you were referring to the COVID shutdown. Oh, uh, oh, okay. sorry, the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's been three. The first, yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah, good point. So right before the first COVID shutdown, he flies in one-on-two, rips the puck from, like, just inside the blue line, freaking cracks it off the post. 
and everyone is just what and because of the confusion he's able to swoop in get his own rebound and score his celebration is hilarious because he looks surprised all mm-hmm. the leaves look surprised tyson berry's face is priceless tyson berry was on the team william nylander face is priceless i think a big part of the reason he was able to score that goal is no one saw it coming boosh and that's Bush now. Yeah. <laughs> that's Bush. When he when he when it was uh Marner to Matthews to Bush. Dude, he had <laughs> one goal in 180 games before joining the Leafs. Mm-hmm. He has two in 29. Yeah. And five points. And five Come points. Come on. Watch out, Gretzky. Yeah. Yeah, he cannot be stopped. Yeah, he's gonna join uh w- once he's done, he's joining Edmonton's uh at the Edmonton Oilers management group with Paul Coffey, Wayne Gretzky, yeah. Kevin Lowe, all the best. Oilers of all time and Boosh. The, the the question is not will he score fifteen points next year. It's <laughs> when? when game eighty one or game eighty two. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Can't be stopped. Um. Okay. Uh. So, um. I I did want to talk about something on Saturday night because remember there were two games this weekend. I actually saw some tweets on uh, Saturday night that were like, uh, or sorry, Sunday night. Yes, last night. Going, Jesus, there's another game because there has been a lot in a short amount of time. You we're used to like. Two and a half, three a week. This We're getting... was a tiring three and four. It was. It was. Um, I was like, oh, I got to get up tomorrow too. That's cool. So, so uh, <laughs> I, you know, again, we go back to this, but there are, uh, it was even mentioned in the intermission on Hockey Night in Canada, Justin Hall being too deep mm. and pinching and having the right idea, but not controlling the play. And they're able to turn around on him and come back up the ice and score. Oh, in Florida. In Florida. Yeah. He's gotten crushed a few times recently too. Yeah. Yeah. So... Like, I know he's playing now, but come playoffs, is he starting? Oh, boy. I don't think so. I mean, he's off the team next year for sure. Okay. For sure. He's got another year left. <clears throat> he does. Uh, they're going to have to find a solution for that because I don't think it makes sense for him to play. Um, I'd like them to try to re-sign Labushkin. Lilligren needs to be full-time. Sandine needs to be full-time. Jordan will be back, probably. I would like that very much. Um. So game one of the playoffs, Riley Bush looks like a thing. They want Muzzin Brody to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And if he's healthy, it will be. But what if he's not? And then Giordano Lilligren works too damn well. Mm. Works way too damn well. Listen, Riley had his little apprenticeship. He doesn't need it anymore. Giordano re-signing in Toronto for even one year to play with Lilligren sets him up for the rest of his career, I think. Uh, he's playing his best hockey with him. Right now, Lilligren with Muzzin worked for a time and then it super didn't. This works game in game out. So, and and then that's not even including Rasmus Sandin, right? Uh, how comfortable is he on the right? Well, that's, that's a little bit of a point of contention, but everybody healthy. I can't imagine how Justin Hall plays game one. The only way he does is if they're not healthy. That's yeah. It. Okay. Um, moving on. Is there any other team in the league that does a better job of honoring its greats than the Habs? Absolutely not. Like not, not one. Time, time and again, you're like just when you're like, okay, the Habs might have hit their peak with their honoring former Habs. Uh, no. And the Gila Fleur tribute was no exception. But just absolutely unbelievable stuff. And it's nice because there is an entire generation, multiple generations. Like we would have been too young to watch Key play. Yeah. Unless we were like two. Jesse wasn't born yet. You know, it's important that you know your history a little bit, especially if you're a Habs fan, because there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Gila Fleur is a guy you want to know. What did you think of the tribute when you guys saw it? 
Ah, uh, it's just, it doesn't, it, it doesn't surprise me. It's just a, it's a good reminder, you know, um, Montreal, I, I can't help but have a reverence for their fans. Uh, I feel like, uh, the channel eight news team just, I pure straight hate you, but God damn it. I respect you. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just, I'm totally not surprised. Like when, when, uh, I think it was Patrick Waugh was like, you know, why are we doing a moment of silence? Guy Lafleur never generated a moment of silence in his entire career. Um, we should be we should be cheering. It should it should be an ovation, right? Who said that, Patrick Waugh? Patrick Waugh. He did, okay. Well, I'm paraphrasing. Right, right. But Patrick Waugh is is whatever. There's a side. He's on the other side. So no, he's, I, he's, I gonna, was... he's gonna find every single way to not be on the side of wherever everybody is. He is truly a silly man, but I was with him. <laughs> I was with him on that one. I was with him on that one. Like, yeah, there are, there oh, are players who des- that... deserve an ovation. Yeah, is Patrick know? Watt different for the sake of difference? Yeah, yeah. I think that's I get what, you. What I'm I know what you're say saying. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I got that. Patrick Wall is going to be difficult in every single situation that Patrick Wall exists if, if, in. He just you, walks up to a, a business that's closed on her. We'll see about that. It should yeah. be open. <laughs> open for me. Yeah, open for me. Patrick Wall. Yeah, it's. Anyway. but it was it was a beautiful thing to see. The point. Um, uh, Guy Lafleur being honored like that. That was very, very cool. For and me, I, I, think, I think it's important to show like the rest of the world what this guy means to the country and like the city in particular and the team. You know, he's going to have a, I believe it's called a national funeral or whatever it is. Yeah, state funeral. State funeral, state funeral. funeral yeah. on May 3rd, because as just as a person, as a hockey player, he grew into, into this legend. Like, Adam, I forget what you called him, uh, uh, the god tier. He's god tier <laughs> level. A god like, tier. especially in Montreal, right? Like, and you have to be, you better be god of gods mm-hmm. for Montreal to honor you because they've had so many stars. Well, right. the, the pinnacle that I don't think will ever be replicated is Maurice Rocket Richard. Mm-hmm. In terms of? Well, like the worship? Well, like didn't thousands of people like uh, he got suspended for the playoffs one one year because he he literally uh, axe chopped a guy with a stick in the head, right? And so they suspended him for the entire playoffs. And the first game, the Montreal Forum erupted, and people bought brought flares, and they had to evacuate the arena. Yeah, like it. He, uh, I'm talking. That's about, different. <laughs> I'm talking about after he passed. Yeah. Oh, after he passed. So yeah, after yeah. he passed, like did they not uh, have him in the forum? And like thousands of people came to oh, yeah. pay their respect. Yes. Like that'll that'll yeah. never be replicated. Yeah. Never be replicated for the rest of the history of the National Hockey League. But again, it's the Montreal Canadian. Right. And yeah. just for, for the rest of the world, like looking in, they're like, why is Canada celebrating this hockey player? And it's like, no, look at what's going to happen on May 3rd. Look at what happened uh, in Montreal on Saturday night. No, this guy through hockey means so much to so many people. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's so important for people to see that to understand what that means yeah and also Montre- montreal and quebec it's just different mm-hmm. it's just different they their relationship with hockey is you know oh toronto's the hockey mecca yeah montreal's montreal and quebec's relationship with hockey is just different than everybody else. we got more people but i don't think it means more no yeah it's, it's just different. it's it's very difficult to explain. In the, in the late, experience it. I think in the late 60s, you might have had something comparable. I think there's two very different cultures in Montreal and Toronto. Toronto was, for a long, long time, very Protestant, very stay in your home. Why would you go out? Very Whereas Montreal has always been like, let's, let's get out and have party, right? It's the Catholic Protestant. It's the, um, and, and that's what it was in the 60s. And I think if you were to talk to fans in 1967, I think they would have said, as a Montrealer, they would have been like, 
they're, they are, I live by this team. In Toronto, because they were so, well, you know, we just got to be, we're going to be our, ourselves and whatever. There were people that literally didn't go to the Stanley Cup parade. There was only 20,000 people at the 67 Stanley Cup parade because they're like, ah, they, they win it like every other year anyway. There's going to be another one. That's, that was the attitude. There is a difference. And like, I love the Leafs and I'm a huge Leaf fan. But didn't Bobby it's just Bond not the same. Go? Did like, he not go? He was on the winning team and didn't go. Really? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I, I remember that uh, from his book. It was about one of the parades. He just didn't go. I don't know what they thought was going to happen. Expansion was coming. <laughs> anyway. All right. Now that Gila Fleur has been put to rest, let's have the, the debate. Should cups with only six teams in a league count as half cups? Oh, Did no. someone tweet that? <laughs> no. Are you tweeting it now? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm going gonna, gonna to get my Twitter no. fingers ready. That's a, that's a full quarter of the league. Should they be considered quarter cups? Quarter cups. Man. Actually, no. Is that even a quarter? No, it's not. There was a tweet that was <laughs> like, he, he wouldn't even make the fourth line today. And I was like, are you okay? Is everyone okay? Oh, God. Is, is, we need to plant more grass so everyone can touch it. <laughs> I don't think, I guys, I don't think taking a, a player, like that's like saying, you know what? The fastest car from 60 years ago couldn't even couldn't even keep up with today's standard car. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> like I have a car that is literally 50 years old and people ask me all the time like is your truck faster or is it your car? I'm like my truck is faster than my car. Of course it is. It's 50 years newer. Are you guys what kind of take is that? Anyway, Gila Fleur. Are we taking away all the cups one yes. with the original Take it away, it doesn't matter. Sorry right. Montreal, you only have 7 or 8 in the, the uh, expansion era. So, you only get to have those. I uh, I got a moment with the cup recently. Did you? I was Where? in the same room as the Stanley Cup. Where? The, was it the real one or the fake one? It was, well, if you ask them, they say it's the real one. They always say it's the and real one. And they say there's two real ones. And I go, that's not a thing. No, it is That's isn't. impossible. Why do, why do you keep saying that? Anyway, uh, it was in the Sportsnet studios. I got to do a little shoot with it. I did not touch it. Um, oh, the reason I'm telling you this story is I was looking for the 66-67 Leafs mm -hmm. on the cup. One year or how many cups? Three cups away from being removed? Nine. Nine? Okay. Oh. I got that wrong. Nine. Uh, I believe it was the longest you can be on the cup, like your one team can be on the cup, I think is 61 years, mm -hmm. and the shortest is 52. It mm. depends on where you end up on the band. On the ring, yeah. <laughs> Either way, ring, yeah. it's the cup. a long time. <clears throat> We're getting long there. Have you time. ever We're touched the Stanley there. Cup? Uh, I think I did when I was like seven. Mm -hmm. Okay. Me too. And I feel like if you're a child, it shouldn't count because you're not responsible for your limbs. Have you touched it as an adult? No. Why is that? Because <laughs> you no. You wouldn't touch I don't, the cup? I don't think as somebody who is not a professional athlete and will never work for a, a professional hockey organization that you do not have to hold to to the tradition of not touching the cup unless you win it. If the Leafs win the cup, and I am invited to touch the cup. I will 100% touch the cup. But That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Or I'll take that. Yeah. If your team it's wins. It's not mine, it. man. It's not mine. <laughs> I don't know. Adam, would you touch it? It's a piece it of metal. Yeah. Would you take a picture well, with it? I've heard it? of stories of player, like active NHL players who their friend wins it and they drink out of it. What's wrong with that? Well, Have depends, some fun. On who you, depends on who you ask. See, yeah. to me, okay. I'm just not superstitious. There you go. You're just a little stitious? I'm not I'm not even I'm not, not even, even a little, little stitious. I'm I'm not I'm a non-stitious. I'm anti-stitious. And really, the, does the cup mean a lot to me? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But does that and that's what I meant by it when I said it's a hunk of metal. 
and I was I was paraphrasing the MLB commissioner. Rob but Manfred. with the but what I'm trying to say here is like it doesn't like you touching it does not affect the outcome of a hockey game. You know that, right? If you were the captain, you know, like think about think about think about the logic. Yeah. And Jesse, one sec, but okay. think about the logic. That's like nope. that's like you driving my car, and then I get into an accident with my car, and I go, Steve, you touch my fucking car, and now I'm in an accident. Yeah, but there is there the aren't thing. millions of people who <laughs> think your car is like holy. Yeah, who doesn't not, like a good old Honda Ridgeline? It is holy. Sorry, and if, if, Steve, if you're yeah. the uh, captain of Eastern Conference team and you you win the Eastern Conference Finals and the Clarence B. Lawrence Trophy, I don't even know what is it called, <laughs> Lawrence <laughs> Campbell B. Trophy mm. of, of Clar Clarence of, Campbell. Clarence you Campbell. saying Partridge. nineteen names screwed it up? For I, I yeah. knew it five seconds ago, and now I don't know. <laughs> but now you're doubting yourself. The Lawrence Partridge Cabridish Farms <laughs> Trophy <laughs> is brought out. Are you touching it? Uh. So Sidney Crosby buried that in the yep. ground and good for him. Mm -hmm. Good for him. Like we always talk about how he needs to have a bigger role in the player association. And he <laughs> said, what if I just touch the conference trophy? <laughs> and he did it and, and they we won were the like, cup. All right, that works. Yeah, he did it and then they won the cup. So to Adam's point, is being superstitious kind of stupid? <laughs> oh, it's definitely kind of stupid, but I'm still. I can't wait. It. I'm gonna get lit up for that. I know that. I know I'm gonna get lit up. No, here, what's disrespectful of the cup? Like, dude, there are people. Oh, no. There are people who think I'm a bad person and will never watch me again because I wore a Habs jersey last year. I had yes, an adult people man. People will absolutely think that about your. I had an adult team. man tell me that, uh, who I know and who works in broadcasting. Yeah. And I said to him, I'm like, listen, I'm like you work in broadcasting. How long you worked in broadcasting? He's like, 35 years. I said, okay. I said, so. You understand how broadcasting works, right? You have to talk about other teams other than that. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, but you don't understand. It's different. I'm like, <laughs> it's not. I'm like, it isn't. He works for a national network. Yeah. It's Did, gonna have to happen. To be, to be clear, does this person have a driver's license? Yes. God help us. <laughs> like it was just like it was. God you know help what, us. You know those conversations you have that are literally out of body, and you're like, I can't believe. Like this feels like something that Joe fifteen seventy one on Twitter would tweet at me. It doesn't feel like something a, a real human being oh, yeah. with kids and a life would say to me. You're, oh, man, I have known you for several years. And this whole time I was under the impression you were smart and normal. It's, it's wild. And no, they are. They are. It's just there's well, no, when it comes to no, but it comes to superstition. They're not normal. It's it's just, it's as abnormal, Steve. It's on the same spectrum as you not touching the cup because you believe it's not yours or because you believe the Leafs won't win the cup because you touched it. I don't think it is. It's where do you, exactly where do you watch same. every Leafs game? From my house. Yeah. <laughs> you got to sit on the couch. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah, Jesse. Okay, explain this one. That was a stition that I had. I had a stition. Explain this one. Stupid. It was yeah, very right. stupid, and it, all, it didn't work. It's never worked. about it. So. Uh, <laughs> so Adam and Jesse got together to watch a playoff game. I think it was 2018. Uh -huh. And they're like, Steve, you should uh, come. And I was like, uh, I'm not going to because I have to sit at home on my couch in this certain spot. Because if I do, they will win. And uh, they didn't. They didn't. And they, <laughs> they haven't have not. since. And you've moved locations and nothing's maybe, really changed. Maybe that's how the Leafs <laughs> finally win a playoff series. If they get to an elimination game, I have to go watch it at my parents' house. You know what? Because uh, if they get past the first round, right. I say you have to burn the couch. Okay. Guys. It's a very don't you, couch. Don't you believe we... Don't you think he's got to burn the couch? It's a you gotta you gotta you, you gotta burn, burn the couch. A man's couch. I think you gotta burn Are the you couch. Watching... It's an amazing soft yet deep couch. I think we should maybe burn the couch before the playoffs. It's such a good lying down couch. How dare mm -hmm. you? Are you watching a Leafs game on YouTube for all the playoffs? 
I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Well, and it's funny because I've been talking recently about like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get invited to any Leaf playoff games. And You're busy. It's like, oh, wait, I won't be able to go. Yeah. <laughs> I have to watch all of them from home. That, so That like, sucks that you won't be able to do, um, like, you you hosted Maple Leaf Square before. Yeah. Like, those oh, things are cool. out of the question. You can't go sit between the benches like how you've done before. I think if the Leafs were to win around, and I'm not saying this because I know anything. I'm just purely guessing. I think if the Leafs win around, all bets are off and it's going to accelerate very fast. Like, I would not what? be surprised if I got one of those booths a la Tim and Sid in Maple Leaf Square and that's where I streamed from. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. I'm serious. Who's, who's if what? they made the final, I, w- I wouldn't be in my house. You're, I can almost guarantee I wouldn't be in my house. You should stream it from the ice. They should just put you in the game. You know, you sit in the what's corner. What's wrong with that? You know, you're just on a laptop. You're saying that tongue in cheek. You know? It's, what's wrong with that? <laughs> they should absolutely do that. Refs are kicking the puck to the players in the corner. Yeah. Why can't I do that? They should build a little bubble dome at center ice where you sit in there and yeah. you, you call you stream the game bubble from dome. there. Uh, just, just give me a helmet. Drop it from the ceiling. Uh, yeah. Yo, right. your head. Oh. But you could be like the shark who got stuck. Remember the shark logo or the yeah. shark, uh, not logo, flipping uh, mascot. the mascot, <laughs> which is still one of my funniest clips of Dude, my favorite clips of all it's time. It's not even the craziest clip of him. No. <laughs> he got set on fire. That's right. He shot himself on fire. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. I want to talk to that dude. That mascot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In that cost. Mascots I, aren't supposed to talk, but man. Highly doubt it's the same person. <laughs> the, both instances? Oh, <laughs> both instances, I believe, was. Yeah. But they're probably not still doing no, it. No, no, That's why I want to talk to him. Oh, he's done. Yeah. You know, he's retired. I want to talk to a retired mascot. <laughs> that's coming up on the next <laughs> Okay, all right. So we're talking to retired mascots. Yeah, that's right. There's a good ra- retired mascot round table. Th- this dude, Hot stove. This dude. <laughs> Was Carlton and Al Strachan? Al Strachan's gonna join us too, <laughs> what? and he's just gonna be grumpy and shitty. I don't about approve it. of mascots are fun. <laughs> um, um, the, no, the old Carlton like graduated from being Carlton, and now he has like another position with the league. Um, <laughs> I think Pete Blackburn said it best, and I'm gonna paraphrase here, but he said, "I'm short, go Bruins." <laughs> no, he didn't. Sorry, what he, did, said, he said? He said, "Fuck Kyrie Irving." Uh, a few times at the game. I know that. Oh, wow. I know he said that. He that tweeted was, that. Uh, rude. That's rude. I know. Funny. I know. But Kyrie Irving gave him the finger back. Both of them. So, uh, but actually, he said if Vegas loses, if this is Vegas's season, this is the most hilarious way to go down. Vegas oh. versus San Jose. Uh, Vegas has control of the game going into the final seven minutes, and they just uh, just an offensive or defensively terrible mistake. Guy is wide open, puts the puck past Thompson, and they're tied. And then San Jose wins it mm. in, a, in a shootout. Four two, two minutes. Four to go. two. Oh, it was two minutes like, ago. Two minutes ago. Why did I write seven? Uh, yeah. Two minutes ago, it's four two Vegas. San Jose pulls the goalie. They score. There it no is. No time left on the clock. Four three. The puck crosses the line. It's a literal buzzer beater for San Jose to force OT. It was insane. And then they won in the shootout. And then they won the because so, the OTs. I mean, listen. This is karma coming for the Golden Knights management. Yeah, I feel bad for the players. I do too. But the man I feel bad for Jack Geico most of all. He's not going to see the playoffs again, maybe. But they do so many things well. Their presentation is unbelievable. Obviously, their fan relations unbelievable. Um it's an event. It's a destination event uh to go to a hockey game in Vegas. In terms of managing people, genuinely one of the dumbest organizations in the sport. There is there is nothing wrong with being ruthless. 
But when you're ruthless, you do walk a line sometimes of being brainless. And I think in this particular case, the way they've treated certain players, the way they've lied to agents and lied to, and I'm not just talking about Allen, I'm talking about everybody, mm-hmm. the way they've, they've handled player exits. You know, I think uh, I've seen a few people say, you know, every time the new shiny thing comes along, anytime the new prize, oh, is it Petrangelo this year? Is it Eichel this year? Who, you know, who do we commit to long term that we can fire out the door? And I, I mean, listen, you get an, a team together that's aging. Mm-hmm. They are. Mm-hmm. All of them have significant injury history. All of them. And you have players like Nick Suzuki who are just coming into their own who could have been coming up in your organization if you just left it. Just leave it alone. You guys made the Stanley Cup Finals. Didn't they trade all of their three first-round picks from their first yeah. draft? <laughs> Branstrom's in, uh, in Ottawa. Ottawa. Suzuki's, Suzuki's in, in Montreal. I forget who the third guy was. Glass. Tanner Cody Glass. Glass. Cody Glass. Cody, Cody Glass. Glass. No. Really? T- Tanner Glass is the... Uh, he's... No, that's like a tough guy from years ago. Is that right? Yes. Okay. It's Cody Glass. Mr. Glass. Can I, are we doing the Robin Leonard situation? Well, yeah, go ahead. So three days ago, Emily Kaplan tweets that uh, Robin Leonard is done. He's going to undergo season-ending oh, surgery. Geez. He suffered. Uh, he last attempted to play through a major uh, knee injury. He suffered on March 8th. And then later that day, they go to Pete DeBoer and they ask him, hey, so Robin Leonard's done. Peter Boar says, it was a maintenance day today. I expect him at practice tomorrow, and I expect him dressed on Sunday. So they're like, no, he's not done for the season. That report is false. Friedman on Saturday says, <laughs> there was two reports that Robin Leonard is out for the rest of the year and having surgery. I've heard the same rumors. Vegas has disputed that. Today, they said they were hopeful he'd be in the lineup tomorrow, which would be yesterday, Sunday. Nobody's talking, but this is the best I can piece together. What's happened is Leonard, who's playing hurt, was upset at some of the criticism and also being pulled the other night. Because he got trashed in the media like a week ago by Pete DeBoer. Yep. And he, did, I, he did? He did. I missed that. What right. happened? I don't remember exactly what it was, but DeBoer threw him under the Yeah, because he What did Pete do? <laughs> and, and Pete DeBoer's like, yeah, the goalie let him back goals. Yeah, he was basically like, we lost because of Robin Leonard. Yeah. Like, he might as well have said that. Right. Okay. You might as well have said that. That's, so that's a, at least that's what I and everyone else took from it. Back to Freeman on Saturday. Nobody's talking about this, but this is the best I can piece together. What piece together? What's happened is Leonard, who's playing hurt, was upset at some of the criticism and also being pulled the other night. And I believe he informed the Golden Knights on Thursday night that he was going to have surgery and shut it down. In the last twenty-four to forty-eight hours, everybody involved was trying to see if there was a solution to all this that would have him in the lineup i guess we're gonna find out tomorrow night and yesterday he did not start but he was the backup goalie and he was sitting on the bench and he was dressed in okay a must I, win game i gotta read okay did you find it uh, well I, I i'm reading this from from yahoo sports and this is a DeBoer quote but this is from four days ago mm-hmm. on thursday and so they, they basically last Thursday, it, it, you know, it was essentially a season saving win against the Caps. And all season saving. But there was a scathing review of Robin Leonard, according to this article, after the 3 2 loss to the New Jersey Devils. But here's, here's the Pete DeBoer thing. This is where I, 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 he says stuff, and I'm like, you don't need to say it that way. No. So here's what he said The decision to start, we pay him to start games like this. Yeah. It's the most important time of the year. He's healthy, he's fresh. 
He's got the energy, and we need him at this point in the year. No, the, no, no. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> none after, of those things are true. Mm-hmm. So continue. After that New Jersey game, I felt like I wanted him to give us the opportunity to bounce back and have a big game for us. On the decision to change, I really liked our start. We gave up our first goal. Blah 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 blah. I so so you've got your coach last week saying he's healthy, he's fresh, and we're paying him to start. And now potentially he yeah, could. Be he done. he wasn't healthy through any of this. He's been dealing with this since March. And they, uh, he told them he was going to have surgery and shut it down because he was so pissed at the way everything is going. And then they're like, no, don't do that. Don't have the surgery. And let's figure something out. And then they don't. He doesn't have the surgery. And then he's there Sunday. This has only happened once that I can think of where a, t- where a player, again, these guys are always playing through heinous shit. And the team alienated the player so badly that the player said, okay, you know what? Fuck you. I'm getting the surgery. Uh, Robin Leonard's former teammate, Evander Kane. The Winnipeg Jets alienated him uh, on the way out the door, rightly or wrongly. We can't get into the whole long history Mm -hmm. of that. But he said, all right, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm just going to go get surgery. And then he did. That was right after back to tracksuit. Yeah, back Back on tracksuit. Back back on on tracksuit. So Robin Leonard, he's playing through all this for the team. And it goes completely unappreciated by the team's head coach. Mm -hmm. So he's now the one with the sword through his back. And he said, all right, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm just going to get the surgery then. I'm in pain. This sucks. Uh, I want this to be done. And here's the thing about uh, the ruthless reputation that the uh, Vegas Golden Knights have is they, for their entire franchise's history, have been in a position to be ruthless. They're not right now. And I think they forgot that. I don't think they realize that. They're desperate. Mm -hmm. You... Put all your eggs in the Robin Leonard basket. And he's he does he does get injured. He does oh. yes, but you better make sure he like that dude has like cucumber and rose petal flavored water. Mm-hmm. You you better roll out the red carpet for him. He better be getting hand massages every time he's sitting there in the video room. You gotta do everything for this guy because that's your team. In net. You traded away the reigning Vezina Trophy winner and said, this guy, we want him over that guy. And and you When you could have had them both. And you gave him Laurent Persois as a backup. Yep. You're lucky you've fallen ass backwards into Logan Thompson. And then now, to Adam's quote, you're lying in the media saying he's healthy when we all know he's not so, healthy. So here's what... So of course Robin Leonard's fucking pissed. So maybe... <laughs> so this is from Russian Machine. Uh, so they're so great, this site. They're so great. So good. Uh, DeBoer on Robin Leonard after New, New Jersey. This time of year, you're looking for a guy to be better than uh, the guy at the other end. That wasn't the quote. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Yeah. So I just. That's a coach who's hot under the collar because he lost against his former team. Well, you're the coach, though. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what led Leonard to go to management and be like, I'm going to have the surgery. And then Emily to tweet that he's going to go have surgery. And then for them to come back and be like, no, he's not having the surgery. He's still going to play. That would piss me off, too. I would have the surgery. (laughs) Pete DeBoer might have just cost Vegas their season. Well, and and so here's the question, right? Because. Because they were so Mark Andre Fleury, despite everything Vegas wanted last year, was successful for them, and he won the Vesna Trophy. Desp- like despite their protestations, they had a Vesna winning goalie. My God, and he only when took was, them three rounds deep. When was the last time a Vesna Trophy happened in Toronto? Ever? We'd have a statue built outside for Mark Andre Fleury right uh, now. We have literally built a statue for the last Vesna Trophy. So yeah, and there was <laughs> jo- like, Johnny Bauer and Terry Sawchuk split it in '66. Seven. Some, it's a long time ago. Yeah. It was a so long they time ago. they have one. They they have both goalies. And here's what they could have done last year. They could have just fucking left it. Mm-hmm. You could have had Mark Andre Fleury for one more year. Who, by the way, is eight and one since being traded to Minnesota. 
eight and one. You could have had Mark Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard. One of them goes down with an injury. You got the other one, and you got a really good team. You still have Mark Stone. You still have Max Pacioretty. You still have uh, uh, Petrangelo. Do you need? Did you need Martinez. an update over Chandler Stevenson at center? Sure. Did it need to be Jack Eichel? No, it didn't. No. It really didn't. And, not, way, and I'm not saying that that was a mistake. Like, Jack Eichel could still be great for them. He's, he's not gotten into it as the typical Jack Eichel this year. Cody Glass, by the way, is in Nashville. Uh, Cody Glass in, is in Nashville. Involved in that deal. So they got they had three first-round picks in their first draft and got rid of all of them. So I'm just, what, I, what I'm trying to get at here is, is like, again, you, it goes back to being ruthless or brainless. At a certain point, you're just being stupid about this. I understand wanting to get the best player available in the market, but you, when you do it the way the Golden Knights do it, you pay a higher price than you would if you just waited and developed people. And number two, you had a good team anyway. You know, like, it, like that first year Golden Knights team, I can understand how they surprised some people. Last sure. year, with Marc-Andre Fleury and Robert Leonard, it surprised everybody when they stopped scoring in the third round. It shocked everybody that, that Montreal pathetic. beat them. It was, it was... So just... Awful hockey to watch. Like, Tweet. I streamed that whole series. Awful hockey. They played awful hockey. Like, it's so... It's... it's It was surprising that Montreal was winning until you watched. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. this team sucks. So, <laughs> what's crazy about this, though, with Vegas, is next year they could come roaring back. Absolutely. All the pieces are still there. They're all injured, but they're right. still there. They have a okay. summer to be away from a management group that seems genuinely taxing. Also... Question though, can they can they even play all the players that they have next no, year? No, I don't think so. Like they're gonna have to drop some talent. Mm -hmm. Like I know they tried to trade Dodonov. I think they're gonna have to. Oh yeah, more guys pitched out the door. Oh fuck, Dodonov's still playing. Yeah, and scoring. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> With the Flurry Leonard situation, I think their argument would be it worked for that year, but they couldn't figure out the cap going forward spending because it was it's a seven million dollar cap hit for Marc-Andre Fleury that's been mm -hmm. uh 50 percented now to 3.5 for Minnesota and that's five million for Robin Leonard it's a lot of money for 2025 but they didn't have to make the commitment to Robin Leonard right they went out and got him while Marc-Andre Fleury was very clearly the guy and then they made a long-term commitment to him as very clearly the heir apparent to the uh starting Net and they didn't expect Flurry to play like that. Oh man, I'm and I'm sorry that that happened to Vegas. <laughs> no. I'm really sorry that that happened to them. That they're that the goalie who they had committed to the least yeah. won the Vesna trophy. Just what happened are you to doing? Be the Vesna winner, I know. You know. You're, you're talking about a team that like does not know how to count their blessings uh, at all. That's so true. At da all, Dallas and Vegas are fighting it out for the last wild card spot. There's three games left, and there's a three point separation. So, as, from what I looked at this morning, Dallas, <laughs> Dallas and Vegas have been going after you, after you, after yeah. you, after you. Dallas will have to lose basically all three games for this to happen. Could happen. And here's the interesting thing. Oh wait. Is that even updated? Because I think they might only have two games left. Let's have a look here. So It should be updated by today. Okay. I don't think it's updated right now. Oh. No, 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 it is. Okay, so here's... It is. So the Golden Knights and Stars well, play each not. other. Sorry. Golden Knights and, uh, and Stars play each other tomorrow. But I want you to pay attention to this because their last two games are really interesting. They play each other and after tomorrow night's game, which will decide a lot, the schedule for the Golden Knights is Chicago on Wednesday, but it's second half of a back-to-back. -back. They should still be able to squeak that out. 
but second half of a back-to-back, mm-hmm. and then Friday against the very good St. Louis Blues. Who may not want to start all their stars? Oh, see, that's... I think the game I'm more worried about is Chicago. Why is that? Because they have been so, so goddamn bad. They've been so bad. And if you're Chicago, you're like, this season stinks. But the only thing in the way of... It's stinking forever. and the beach is one last game. Well, I don't know if it's their last game, but... This game, I can completely railroad a team's entire season. That would feel good. And these guys eliminated us. These guys eliminated us in the bubble. Yes. Guys, let's get them. Okay. Let's get them. Like I said, Knights have Dallas tomorrow, Wednesday, Chicago, Friday, Blues. For Dallas, and this is why I think they got to win tomorrow night, uh, because then I think it's over. Dallas, uh, They'd have to lose. And then Wednesday, they've got Arizona on the second half of a back-to-back. Who have mm-hmm. been poo. Who have been super pooey. And then uh, Friday, I wrote down, for some reason, when I made my notes, I wrote, Dallas is playing Dallas. Because I'm an idiot. Um, they're playing Anaheim. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anaheim, who's, yeah. who's been at home, well. though. Yeah. A- Anaheim, who's been better at home. Actually, Anaheim's not been playing that well. Well, they're, they're better. <laughs> they're, they're, better. they're better than the Coyotes. Has, Here's the thing. Has Arizona won this month? <laughs> they had a they had a good comeback the other night, like a that ended in a loss, but yeah. it was a good comeback. They were <laughs> they were down four one. Bokoe Mama got his first goal and make it four yeah. two. They come back and I think they lost in the shootout. Yeah, which that's not a loss. I don't think they have a regulation win in April, dude. The both the Coyotes <laughs> and Habs were playing so well. Yeah. Habs of the Habs are disgraceful, and the on the ice anyway, and. Uh, Arizona, like they've both been so bad. So bad. They're both. They. I just. So I just think it's going to be hilarious to see, um, this Vegas Dallas game tomorrow is going to can't miss. It's like a wild card game almost. It's a, that's exactly what it is. It's amazing. I mean, literally, I suppose. When if win, Dallas wins, it's over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Season's <laughs> over for Vegas. Yeah. Um. And speaking of Anaheim, Ryan Getzlaff played his last game for the Ducks last night and even got an assist. If Robin Leonard doesn't play that game against Dallas, I think it, I think it might be over. Might be over for him. In in Vegas, mm-hmm. <laughs> what are they going to do? Punt another goalie out the door? Man, yeah, if I Robin mean, Leonard, yeah, comes, why are you acting like that's yo, weird? It's yo, Vegas. yo, if Robin Leonard comes up, honestly, the least imagine it because Campbell has spent some money this year. Mm-hmm. If you if you went off what Jack Campbell, if you had signed Jack Campbell to an extension in November, <laughs> versus what it would be now. It's millions of dollars apart. Millions. If you could somehow fit a Campbell-Leonard duo, because both of them get injured, and you split it down the middle. 41 and 41, boys. Load management. Come on. There's too much money. You think? They can't do the 5 million. Couldn't they do it for... Because they get Leonard at 5. Could you not do Campbell at 3.5? Even that, that's $8.5 million. The the Leafs terrible, don't have that luxury. The terrible precedent that Vegas management has set with ownership is the cap doesn't matter. Mm. We'll find a way around it. And if they blow it this season and everyone's, you know, basically neck is on the line, mm-hmm. management is going to say, I don't give a shit, find a way. That owner wants a cup too. And I appreciate that. I, yeah. I love that. It's yeah. great. The way they have gone about it is... Unsmart. I'm going to tell you who the next goalie of the Vegas Golden Knights is. Tell if, us. If Robin Leonard decides, hey, fuck these guys. 
Which, and, and my surgery. Like, they did it to two starting goalies in a row. It yeah. just fucking blows my mind. Go Peter ahead, sir. Peter Morazic. Go. Do you have a guess? Peter Morazic. Carey Price. No. Oh, no. Come on. Nah. No way. No. Nah. Carey no Price does not want to sit through the rebuild in Montreal. Vegas sees new shiny thing with a big name. Don't care about the price. Too much money. Don't ah, care. Hey, hey. Hey, I see what he said. We're going to do it. Tell me it doesn't make sense. I mean, I, oh, I I don't know how that makes sense cap-wise. I don't know how they make that the trade. The cap doesn't matter for Vegas. I know it doesn't, but, figure but it, it does sort of, sort of somewhat matter. Not really. The Donov to the Habs. I, oh, yeah. That actually oh, might work. Right. Ah, we're figuring yeah. it out. So, so are, the Habs, are the Habs retaining 50% for the last, what, five, six years of his contract? Maybe Weber's going to be involved somehow. Oh, oh there's the LTIR oh, space. That's literally right And then right Shea there. Weber makes his return game one no. of the playoffs next season. That's Shea Weber's music. And then he's out as the Golden Knights. Come on. Uh, Shea Weber and Carey Price become Vegas Golden Knights. And you figure it out. Man. Man, I'm Carey Price. I get to control where I go. I'm definitely not going to an organization that treats <laughs> players and most specifically goalies like shit. Okay, I'm a god in Montreal, or I could go to Vegas where I'm some asshole. Like, well, he might, you know, know, Carey Price is a pretty quiet guy. He may want that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, no, I don't mean with fans. Oh, no, of course not. No, with the fans. fans are hardcore. And They're intense. Lots of tourism. No, I mean the way the organization treats you. You're a literal deity or some asshole. Yeah, oh, yeah, I allowed four goals last night because my. Injured knee has been bugging me. Oh, well, what if you fucking stop them instead? <laughs> maybe the problem Stupid. here is Pete DeBoer. <laughs> you know, maybe it's not even anything else but Pete DeBoer running Or and Kelly McCrimmon. And probably the GM. I mean, <laughs> listen, you had Gerard Gallant who took you to the Stanley Cup finals and you're like, sorry, Gerard, fuck off. Shit, sorry. Shit get runs out. Downhill. They like they do it to everybody. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> what is shit runs downhill? Yeah, you've never heard That's, that before. Yeah, I've heard it. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it does, man. It does. Like yeah. I I how do you and shit? Yeah. No, that's not man, I didn't want to leave you with the the visual of him anyway. And it's run downhill? It's just run it runs more like it trickles downhill. And it's like anyway. a slide. <laughs> I don't know. Like, looking at the Vegas Golden Knights when the season began, how do you fuck that up? Mm -hmm. And they did. Injuries, how? one. Come but on. two, bad management. They had a trade that didn't go through because they didn't know the <laughs> man's contract. <laughs> bad management part. And no, they it's to, not their fault. They had to make that trade because of the injuries, but they're, they're also not great at doing things. You, you, you <laughs> traded the Vesna winner without telling him, and it wasn't even... The most embarrassing thing you did in a calendar year, like, dude, that's terrible. You, you, sorry, you traded the Vesna winner without telling him for no one. Yep, and it wasn't the most embarrassing thing you did in a calendar year. Retire. Oh my god, you, sorry, sorry. Like things are, everything is higher stakes for the Vegas Golden Knights because of where the expectations were. So the bigger the mistake, the more it should probably cost you your gig. You are the owner of an NHL franchise. You I'm not have to choose between oh. Kelly McCrimmon and Chuck Fletcher to GM your oh, team. Oh, Kelly McCrimmon. All day. <laughs> All day. At least I know Kelly McCrimmon can get rid of contracts. 
Yeah. <laughs> Chuck cannot do that. At least Kelly McCrimmon is silly with a good team. Yeah, he's he's silly and he's won. Chuck Fletcher just was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put together a perennial first and out team, uh, and then I'm gonna go to the Flyers and spend all the owners' money. It's, that's <laughs> like rich. that's his career. That's man. rich coming from Leaf fans. Hey, like my book is not called This is Wonderful and My Team is Successful. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's called This Team is Ruining My Life. I want to talk about the Calgary Flames for just a second here. This is a team that could very, very, and I, I, we're one goal away from this. They have three players with 40 goals. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And they could have a fourth if Mangiapane somehow manages five goals in the next three games. Why is everybody he's done. he's done it. Why is everybody telling me Johnny Goudreau is not the Hart Trophy winner? Huh? Why are people uh, saying c- that? Because he's not. Because obviously everyone scores 40 on that team. It's not even special. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they are special. He's got Matthews. 58 in the Leafs. No, I have to stick with Matthews. I'm sorry. But yeah. you know Flames fans. If you understand. If Matthews doesn't hit 60 and he's he doesn't produce anything these next two games, like... What about... Where's well, he where does it... Hater's corner over where, here. Where is he sitting for the Hart Trophy? <sighs> not first. Whoa. Front row at the NHL Awards <laughs> where he's sitting. What's wrong? What, why don't we have a best line award? That would be a great idea. Because, like, listen, if we're the talking, Legion of Doom award, because that's the best line name in the history of the NHL. I was about to say it's certainly not the best line, but maybe the best line name, Legion of Doom. I do like it. Who would you say is the best line in NHL history? Then not the line that never won the cup. They're pretty uh, close. They certainly. I mean, they were four and out, but they were close. Uh, yeah. Um. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, if there was a best line award, it would certainly be the Flames top line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd like Yeah. You know. and, and last year and the year before and the year before, it would have been Marchand, Bergeron, and Pasternak. It, oh, yeah. They would have been perennially. Yeah. Bergeron knows he's slam dunk getting nominated for at least two awards every year. If, if Yeah. I'm going to be in for the Selkie and best line uh, for like five straight years. Like. Just a and if we make to the finals, Conn Smythe. Oh my God! Please retire. I'm begging you. <laughs> guy, no, you know what's crazy? Retire, it could be you. Boston, Carolina, and Carolina with no goaltending in the first round. And if the Leafs, even if the Leafs get through, it could still be Boston. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh my God! Throwing that out there, Leaf fans. I hate you so much. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just thought it was interesting. Elias Lindholm or Elias Lindholm hit 40 goals. He's got 40 assists, 80 points. His other two line mates are way ahead of him, though. Johnny Gaudreau's got 110 po- or 111 points. Matthew Kachuk at 101 points. That is just unbelievable. Yeah. 300 points, essentially, because Gaudreau is probably going to get up a few more. And because- They're essentially going to get 300 points from three players. <laughs> Think about that. That's like combined plus minus. Let's That's do crazy. What's their combined? I, who knows? But like, <laughs> think about, okay, or, or look at it this way. You get 120 goals from three players. Yeah, that's not bad, eh? Well, all things considered, let's look at uh, let's look at the let's look at the league for a second. Okay, let's put this into context. The Coyotes, I know for a fact, have less than two hundred goals. They do. They have one hundred and ninety three. What? Okay, they have one hundred and ninety three. Yeah. So what? What's that line plus Manjapani? Uh, it's a hundred right now. Let's round it up. It's like so 120, it's one hundred twenty. Sixty. <laughs> yeah. So the Calgary Flames top four players. 155. They are almost. They're they're another Mangiapane short of being equal to Arizona. Holy shit! They're they're Mitch Marner short or part of Austin Matthews season. It's crazy. Mitch Marner goal suck. 
Okay, that's been great. Anyway, sorry, we're talking about the Flames. I know Flames fans are going to kill us for that. Um, I just want to throw out Johnny Goudreau's five-on-five numbers yep. into his Hart Trophy discussion. Okay. Yep. He leads the entire world on five-on-five points with 70. The, if the NHL site could load for freaking two seconds, nope. I could can't, tell you. Can't. Wow, are you watching this spinning wheel with I me? I am. It's oh my driving God. me crazy. <laughs> <I> can't. <laughs> He's got 75 on five points. Next up is Austin Matthews with 65. Man, he's got a five-point lead. The five-on-five five assist numbers. We are spinning wheel of death what again. What is going on? Uh, the NHL. Okay, here we go. 37 primary five-on-five five assists. Next up, Kirill Kaprizov with 25. Wow! That's wild. He, he's generating all the goals for that line. Man, Chuck Fletcher's going to pay so much money for him this summer. Like, he's no. going to make so much money off of Chuck Fletcher. It's crazy. No, I think he's going to be the bridesmaid to a lot of free agents. It's, I think what? He's, I, uh, Chuck Fletcher. Yeah. Like oh, you don't think he's going to be able to get people? No. I thought you said Johnny Gaudreau was going to be the... No, 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 no. Can I finish with my Johnny Gaudreau? Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. 111 points on the season. That is seven back of McDavid, who leads the world in one eight, at 118. It's more than Austin Matthews. Like the most silent, dominant season ever. Insane. Uh, and then assists. He's 72, which is uh, back of the leader, Jonathan Huberto, who has 85. Which is insane. That's a crazy number, too. Also yeah. wild. Um... I didn't. Re- I'm looking at goals for and goals uh, goals against the differential. Arizona's obviously got the worst one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jesse, don't look at this. Mm-hmm. Don't have it in front of okay. me. Okay. Um, Arizona's got the worst one. Their differential is minus 110. Now I don't know what the ranking is for worst goal differentials of all time, but that's got to be up there. We've talked about this before, and it's like a billion. Yeah. Okay. It's it's not it's, even. It's not even it was the yeah. Capitals probably in like 72. I think it's, so. it's the eight win Capitals. I would love to know in the last 15 years what it is. You know what I mean? Because that's a little bit more comparable to today. I think. I feel like we've. Talked but about this maybe we have. They got to be in the neighborhood. They they have to be. Who is the second worst goal differential? The the like the widest margin between goals for and goals against to the negative. The obvious answer appears to be Montreal. So I'm going to say Montreal because like they lost a bunch of games mm-hmm. for a stretch and got killed in all of them. So I'm, I'm going to say, say Montreal. the Chicago Blackhawks. Jesse, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks are 27th with a negative 74. Not good. But the Montreal Canadiens, Steve, you are right, are the only other team over 100 goal differential, 107. And you know what's crazy is that like, when Mar- Martin St. Louis came in, they won a couple of games, and everybody's like, well, we're okay. Next Man, season. Next season. They I are 1-9-0 in yeah. their last 10. That's tough. This team sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. care that you, didn't, you, that, that you lost the season in the first month of this year, and Dom Ducharme wasn't a great... Man, this team sucks. Bergevin really left you guys holding the bag, man. Wow. Wow. Left them holding the bag. Holding the bag. Like holding the, the bag full of poo. And by the way, their winning percentage, their oh, points percentage is the that worst is in the league. not what I thought that meant. Points percentage is the worst in the league. Montreal. Oh, yeah? 319. The tank battle is like number one scorching hot. Yo, you know, the, you know the number one draft pick's going to Seattle. So stop it with this right now. It's going no. to Seattle. They're in Montreal. It's going to Seattle. I, okay. Can you imagine? When that happens, it, like you're going to be in Montreal. Montreal could get the first overall pick, and they don't get it. Imagine. I'm battling between. I'm battling between. Okay. Hear me out on this. All right. Hear me out on this. Scouting staffs have to do 
a staggering amount of research anyway. Yes. They all have a ranked list anyway. Yeah. What is wrong with doing the draft lottery in person at the draft? Oh, I'm I'm so with you. Because <laughs> that would I, be so sick. Can you imagine being in Montreal? Oh. And hearing the crowd? And the ping pong ball comes up. And with the first overall pick, the Montreal Canadiens, or sorry, and, and the first overall pick goes to the Montreal Canadiens. Roof blows off of the place. And then, I don't know, how, how long do you give? Man. How long do you get? You know, what I, you know what I think? I think you don't do the pick right away. You allow everyone to go to concessions for beer. <laughs> you give them half an hour for that. And then they come back and they get to watch Shane Wright get picked first overall in person. Never now, gonna, I gonna happen. It's never going to happen. It would be Boy, so would sick. Like it. They'd be mad about it, I think, though. Like, like teams would be mad about it, though, I yeah. think, because um, it's a... Uh, like, they would say, oh, we don't have enough time to prepare. Yeah, and that's it, bullshit. Yeah, I know it's bullshit. You gotta, you gotta give them time to trade the picks as well. Oh, that's true. Like, Fine. You gotta give them the month to, hey, ah. I know we're sitting at the 10th the slot. We want to trade our 10th pick. Or I know I'm sitting at the 5th slot. Now I can trade the 5th Damn it, you're fifth right. pick, you know? Ah. Also, the mm. NHL would never give up the second TV date that they have for just for the lottery balls. You know, like in May, they're gonna have a lottery show on Sportsnet. You know, and then you get the draft show. They would never combine that and give up the advertising dollars for the lottery show. Never would, gonna happen. I would love the drama of well, what about the next day? Or sorry, the the day before. So it's a three day event. You can get tickets to the draft lottery. GMs huh. wouldn't go for it. Oh fuck, it'd be cool though. It would. It would. Oh man, it'd be cool. I understand why, but man, that'd be cool. Yeah, it, the Calgary Flames deserve every bit of credit credit that they haven't been given. I know Flames fans are like, we're underreported, and you are. You're absolutely right. This team has been spectacular. They've been the team that we were hoping they were going to be the last two years. Yeah. I feel like you say that, and then I say, hey, the Flames are my pick for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, but it's like, it's... That's yeah, like, we're saying it, but I feel like there's not a lot of fanfare. And I don't think there's a lot you of know? reporting on it unless you're like reading Eric Francis. And and and, and I mean that. Like, well, it, like, and he's a... And he's, he's a Calgary reporter. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I, I feel like nationally, I think Flames fans have a point when they're like, no one's talking about us. Well, and the Oilers have been very good. And yeah, but they've also the, been very bad. So you can, you can see. They've been more very good than bad. The dichotomy of the Oilers this year, I think as a fan, even as a fan of the Oilers, can give you some pause. Because they were amazing. And then they were dog shit. And then they fired their coach. And they were good. We've seen amazing, we've seen dog shit, and we've seen good. And right now, Mike Smith's on a heater. Yeah. Like, he's been unreal. Which he does. Grave digger. That's what they need. They need to call him that, literally. He's yeah. just Dude. rising up from the ground. The Undertaker? Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> Mike Smith. Ha- Halo. He's doing Halo. Uh, uh, no, I'm doing the monster truck. Grave digger, the monster truck. Isn't that, isn't that a <laughs> one from Halo? What? Halo Online? I don't know, man. Grave Digger was the was the truck. <laughs> yeah, the one in the yeah. Rogers Center. Yeah, they have the Monster Jam. Yeah, Monster Jam was in town yeah. this, this past weekend. <laughs> have you never been to Monster Jam? No. Oh, it's so <laughs> great because all the trucks basically just break down, and it's kind of a letdown. <laughs> that literally, when I went to Monster Jam, I think I was like twelve, and my parents got free tickets, and Boo, we went. This and sucks. It was, and it was at the Sky Dome, and like, and like the only truck that was still running after all of it was Grave Digger. Yeah, he's and that's the going, famous Grave He's been going that, for forty years. Yeah, forty. And the guy is like literally, they just he, they're duct taping him in at this point. Like it, it's he's old. 
still driving that stupid truck and doing flips. <laughs> like it's just, it's it smells like petroleum. That, that's and, gotta be like top five worst events that's still going. That seems like it's never trucks? gonna have an end. Monster truck in a closed <laughs> arena. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking like specifically the Rogers Center monster truck rally. And this is pre-renovations, Rogers. Oh yeah, closed when the Jays sucked, like end of Delgado years. Rogers or oh. uh, Skydome, just terrible. <laughs> like, ugh. Uh, yeah, it was just, bad. What's the thing that happens at Rico every year, and the Marlies have to go on a 14 game road oh, trip? The Royal Canadian Winter Fair, or is it the no the tattoo or well, what are they called? No, they like flood the. No, oh, yeah, boat the show. Pool. There's two boat show. Oh, things. the boat show. There's the Yo, boat show. Don't fuck with the boat. The boat show. And the button. horse show. Yeah, okay. The horse, the horse show, show too. The boat show rules. And I have I have wakeboarded. The boat show is decent. I have wakeboarded on the Rico Coliseum water. Actually, oh, yeah, because yeah. So you're the dick who sends them on the road for a month every year. Yeah, yeah. So I when I was doing BT, they were like, yeah. they were like, and the fucking water's freezing. So like, <laughs> yeah, get the wetsuit on. It's a yeah. bad idea. That's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, they, there's that, like that wire and I like, I did it with the it's microphone. It's just melted ice, by the way. Were you, <laughs> they don't bring yeah, in new what were you, What were you wearing? Do you, they have you in swim trunks? So they said, bring your, bring your swim shorts and you're, and then they put you in a wetsuit. And of course the wetsuit's already wet, right? So you're, you're getting into the wetsuit and you're like, I don't know what the fucking point is this is, but I, I you know, on camera, it's, I prefer not my, not to have my belly hanging out. So, um, so yeah, I did it and it was fun. Like it was super fun, but just, it's just, you know, it's five 30 and you show up and you're already, you have your suit ish thing on, you know, you can wear jeans, but you got your nice stuff on 30 in the morning. Yeah. And then you take that you shit off and then morning. it's like, and then, yeah, you gotta, and then you gotta get your boat, your boat show stuff ready to go. Like you get your paperwork, whatever, and you're talking to the boat show PR people and they're amped up on coffee. They're like, okay, so here's what we got. Here's what we, this year, over 40,000 exhibits. We got this many things. There's sales. There's this, there's that. And you're like, okay, like I'm ready. And then, and then they're like, all right, now take your clothes off. Let's go. Get in the water. <laughs> and, and 640 segment. And then Kevin Frankish throws to me and he's like, uh, there's Adam and he's going to jump in the water. Oh, you I'm did like, this on TV? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. hi, Kevin. Yeah. Why did you BT, do this? BT, BT. Oh Breakfast God. television. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's just such a bad idea. It's a great idea. No, it is fun. It's like, fun. It's a hockey rink that they just put a pool in the middle of. Yeah. Well, you know what? The Marley they, still won the championship that year. The boat that's pulling you. Was it a ski do or was no? It, no, it's a it's a cable. There's no boat. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was okay. gonna say. I, no. the I thought they threw the ski do no. on, on the hockey rink. You pool. need way more water that's than what that. I'm no, no, they have <laughs> just ripping. <laughs> <laughs> You're just constantly taking a You're lap. You're doing a 10-foot ah! lap. Yes. Yeah. You slam into the boards. Literally. They leave the boards in. It's You're literal face off wakeboard NASCAR. Yeah. Um, but but no, uh, but that's most, um, most like if you ever watch like those wakeboarding highlight videos or whatever, I'm sure you guys don't, I'm sure you guys watch plenty of those. No. no. They have a suspended cable in like Florida. <laughs> And then you just do the cable ride rather than a boat. Because I've uh, done cable wakeboarding. Have you? It's, I've heard it's a lot of fun. Plus, yeah. cables, cables it's up more high. fun when you're good at it. Cables up high, so when you're doing jumps, you can do mm -hmm. crazier shit and whatever. So it's the same sort of idea. Anyway, boat show. I How do we get here? Easier. If you're not above the, if you're not under the age of twelve, you shouldn't be going to a monster truck rally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think that's the conclusion. Hey guys, question for you. Kid Rock played a show this weekend. This is trivia. Okay. Okay. Did Kid Rock play Monster Jam? Or did he play Paulina Gretzky and Dustin Johnson's wedding? 
Which where did Kid Rock play a show? Did he play Monster Jam? Why are we or did he play Kid Dustin Rock? Johnson and Paulina Gretzky? Why Gretzky's are we talking wedding? about Kid Rock playing? I'm Paulina just asking Gretzky's which wedding. one. Which one did he play? I'm sure maybe they're fans of Kid Rock. <laughs> like, I don't know. Hey, I tried to. I just asked them. the question. He's did he? Yes, he did. Kid Rock's a known. Uh, he has racist tendencies, <laughs> and it's a shame that Dustin Johnson and Paulina Gretzky would hire him. I'm just saying. But there's a, but man, if there's I would, a man who defends using the Confederate flag. Yes, I who, was going to make the way, some jokes. From Michigan. Yeah. I from was, a rich family. Yeah. I was going to make here. some jokes, but I think Jesse said the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, uh, fuck Kid Rock. Like, kind of a lot. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. also uh, he also got to apparently <laughs> drop the middle finger a few times. It was good. So, you know, I, mean, I just thought Kid that Rock. was sort of funny, right? Like, if I said to you last week, what do you think? Is he going to be at a Gretzky event or do you think he's going to do Monster Jam? You'd have said Monster Jam. No, Monster oh. Jam can't afford that. Oh, you're right. <laughs> they can't afford to keep the trucks running. No, I'm kidding. That's not fair. I don't know why. Just, I went to a bad Monster Jam, right. I think. It was off the rails. I went to Disney on Ice in Oshawa. Did you? Yeah. Disney on Ice, I will defend. That is a cool event. Is it? it is. Yeah. is it actually? I like Disney on Ice. No. Yep. Unless, unless you're uh, under the age of 12, you probably shouldn't be there. But if you're under the age of 12, Disney was on Ice, I remember being very fun. What if you have Monster a, trucks suck. a Disney wife? <laughs> Who likes Disney things? Yeah. Oh, that, Did you go? Is that why you went? That's this fair. was years ago, and it was a bunch of parents with children and my wife. <laughs> really? Yeah, just watching, you know, Mickey do like a. Did she have a good time? Axel, she did. Okay. Well, that's what which matters. Is why we went? Mm-hmm. There was there was a time in a, it when we used to party, which we don't anymore. But when we used to party at Stephen S.L.'s house, I know I knew once we reached the point in the night where her and her friends were singing Disney tunes, it was oh. time for me to leave. I was like, that. I, oh. now, after this, I'm, I'm too drunk now. I must leave. And that's when I did. Or I would just sne- sneak up to one of your bedrooms and fall asleep. You would do that. One of the two. You so. would do that. It's, uh, <laughs> oh boy. How do I handle this? How do I handle this? What it's, do you mean? I'm glad my house has more than one floor. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, the I, beer fridge used to be right next to where they would sing. This sounds outside. horrible. I think it would be sort of fun to go to like a kid's concert because kids don't have any like they don't have any inhibitions so they lose their fucking minds if you've ever seen like live wiggles footage the kids are just like just shaking like they're having a seizure like you would literally have to escort them out of the club if they were adults the way they shake and move sir 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 (laughs) yeah sir right sir (laughs) and so i've always wondered what everly would be like at a wiggle show but because of the pandemic, I haven't had the chance to find out. Mm. And I almost wonder if, I've, if, if that's been a favor to me or if that's an opportunity that... Like, I, if the Wiggles came to town, I would for sure take her. Even though I think she's a little beyond them, I still would want to go. But am I, am I going, like, am I signing myself up for a gigantic headache? Like, as a parent, do you really want to be at one of those shows like Disney on Ice, like the Wiggles? Hmm. Well, I don't know who else. Is there Sesame Street Live? I don't know. Has to be. Yeah. Has to be. My I mom used to take me to Sharon Lois and Bram. They uh, they almost for sure don't do this, but I would like to go to a live taping of Elmo's Not Very Late Show. Is that a thing? Yes, it is. He no ha- way. He has a late night talk show that's not very late called The Not So Late Show or something that's like that. It's either The Not Very Late Show or Not So Late Show. Really? And he has like, oh yeah. I'm just going to invite on our next guest, Ellie Goulding. And then it's friggin' Ellie Goulding who walks out. Wow. Emma wants to know how you started singing. And like, he just interviews like one of the most famous artists have you, in the world. Have you seen the clips of him getting mad at the other person on, on Sesame Street that has a pet rock? 
Zoe. Zoe, who's got a pet rock. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's not real. It's like, not it, a person, Zoe. Yeah. It's a rock. <laughs> the, uh, Jesse, I'm assuming you haven't seen that. No. Okay. Well, the, the, you're Elmo, missing out. The late show for Elmo. That's a, that's a very cute idea. We, I it would is. go to that. That's an awesome show. I would go to that. Would they, I, yeah. I, would they have like a Paw Patrol live? Like, you know where all the stuffed animals, they just get together at like the mall. They'd be like, oh, it's square one today. You're gonna meet Paw Patrol and just a bunch of guys in ma mascot costumes. Would would yeah. Everly freak out at something like and that? Would Leo freak out at but that? But most oh, man, of the kids just question. going, "That's not Paw Patrol." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they do look at them like, "That's not how I remember it." That's not it. the TV. They're they're yeah. smarter than we think. They know. <laughs> Are you having a good time? I think less of you. <laughs> it's gonna take years to build back trust. <laughs> I remember going to those things as a kid. Like I met Barney once. My sister was like a huge Barney uh, girl when she was little. And like we went to the mall and we met Barney. Do you remember Kitty O? No. It was like a kid's band. There was a green guy and a blue guy and a red guy. I don't remember no, that. No, no. Uh, I went to a Kitty O show. Nice. Fun. Yeah. They had like music videos. Go look up Kitty O. <laughs> it's cool and terrifying. All <laughs> let's, let's do the press conference.